We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. And thank you for joining us on this beautiful day. We appreciate you being here for this very rare occasion. I'm Lacey Caves. I'm sitting in today for Dr. Tammy as your host of Journey to Center. The great news about that is that our guest for today's show is the incomparable Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. <laughs> right? Tammy has agreed to be the interviewee instead of the interviewer. So today, you have the chance to know more about the personal side of this incredible woman who shares her heart with you week after week. So to kick things off, let me share some very impressive notes about your well-established host. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky is a holistic life counselor, prosperity coach, relationship expert, and author of Manifesting Love from the Inside Out and Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out. In her past life, she resided in Los Angeles and was an actress and model. And though Tammy spent her fair share of time on red carpets and at award shows, she struggled intensely with her relationships, with her health, mentally, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. When she surrendered what she thought she wanted and instead asked God to decide, her life shifted radically and dramatically. Tammy is now a resident of Eagle, Idaho, and shares her life with her wonderful husband and amazing horses. She's healthy, prosperous, and living a magical life of profound love. Tammy has also been the host of Journey to Center for over a decade, and today is my privilege to change seats with her so that she can offer a more in-depth look at her own journey to center and the exceptional ways that she experiences life. So let's start having some fun. Tammy, welcome to your show. <laughs> this is so fun and funny. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I love having conversations with you, Lacey. I'm so grateful you had um, suggested doing this at one point. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting and weird, but that could be a lot of fun. And it already is. So thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you being here. Full disclosure for those who are listening, this is my first time to host a show of any kind. So I thank you in advance for the <laughs> compassion and leeway that you offer, knowing that <laughs> knowing the vulnerability it takes to do crazy things like hosting your friend's national radio program. <laughs> international, by the way. International radio. <laughs> Even bigger. Yay. <laughs> no pressure. We're just here to have fun with our friends. So thanks. Thank you to my listeners for hanging out with us today. Don't know what's going to happen, but I suspect there will be fun involved. <laughs> so, Tammy, you know, I have a deeply connected friendship, which has allowed me to learn just how genuine, loving, kind, generous, and hilarious that you are. This, is, this was my request to be able to do the interviewing so that others could experience you like I do. So thank you for diving in with us. Mm -hmm. I have I have several unconventional questions to get through. So let's get started. I'm starting with a big one here and not one that most people won't know about you. So my question is, do you consider yourself a vocal artist 
And do you know any songs about horses? <laughs> no, I'm not a vocal artist. Although I did hear years ago when I meditated and I said, God, what will you have me do? He said, you will sing my praises. I took it quite literally. I took some voice lessons and realized shortly thereafter, it's not my gift. <laughs> But I do sing God's praises in my own unique way through this radio show, my Facebook Live. So in that regard, um, I'm, I'm an unconventional vocal artist, but I do love Kevin Bacon's rendition that he performed on Saturday Night Live um, of Free Falling, um, and it was called Free Horses. And if you don't know what it is, you have to Google search Kevin Bacon singing Free Horses on Saturday Night Live. It is a joy. It is a joy. I happen to think if you would record that, re-record it, <clears throat> that that would get Googled a lot of times as well. <laughs> and and so I appreciate I appreciate your vocal quality, and it's, <laughs> it's it's burned into my brain forever. So thank you, thank you for bringing that part of yourself. <laughs> oh yes, I like to spread them, ripple out the joy and the love in many different forms and fashions. So yeah, that was that was a good time, and uh, I I do love that song, and I do love my free horses, and I do sing it to them on occasion. I haven't uh, shared it with a lot of humans because I have too much um, respect <laughs> for their auditory abilities, and I don't want to burn into theirs as well. You know. Oh, well, thank you, <laughs> thank you for. Um sharing your sharing about your your many many talents not just being a radio host <laughs> so you and i both grew up in small towns in the middle of the country you in kansas and me in texas <clears throat> this kind of life has a way of shaping what we believe is or isn't possible for us mm -hmm. so if you would share with us what were your dreams as a young girl and how did this kansas life influence those dreams you know, I was, um, I think my mom asked me when I was about six or seven years old, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said to her, I want to be a princess. She goes, well, you're going to have to choose again. That's not possible. And I'm like, well, why not? You said I could be anything. And she said, because you have to be born into royalty. And clearly that wasn't the case. You know, we had struggled financially and lived in this little community. And, uh, you know, I heard a lot that we couldn't afford a lot of things like the ponies and stuff that, you know. I wanted. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a small little life. Um, but I did believe in magic and she goes, well, if you can't be a princess, what would be your second choice? I said, I want to move to Los Angeles and I want to marry an actor. And you know, it's interesting when I look back, I didn't say I want to be an actor. I didn't want to be a celebrity, but I wanted to be married to a celebrity. So it was weird that that was something. And I believe that you know, we can be informed at a very young age about <clears throat> maybe what's to come in our future. And that was something I had set the intention for, set the course for, maybe even before she asked me, because it was so like, well, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And so um, that became, that was my, that was always my goal and intention. And, you know, I, I loved Hutchinson. Um, but I knew that that's not where I wanted to be indefinitely. Um, I did get a degree in cosmetology and I met this guy and he said, um, he was from San Diego and I was like, oh, I'd love to go to California. And he goes, well, we're going to go to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks if you want to join us. And, um, there was an opportunity to do some work in Las Vegas that I was qualified to do. So I was like, hmm, 
hmm, maybe, maybe I'll do that. You know, it's closer to LA than Hutchinson. So one thing led to another. I ended up in Las Vegas and ended up doing hair there and being a cosmetologist and a model and some um, acting, some commercial acting. And then an opportunity presented where I was able to move to Los Angeles as a spokesperson for a banking supply company where I traveled all over the United States. And then um, they said, if you want to move to LA, we'll pay for your voice lessons. We'll pay for your acting. And I would, I thought, well, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. So that's um, how I ended up in Los Angeles in my mid twenties. And uh, it was like my, my childhood dreams were on course to becoming a reality. I ended up engaged to a really well-known, very talented actor. I got everything that I thought that I wanted, but it uh, ended up not feeling the way that I thought it was going to after a year or two, it started to really, um, it wasn't the experience that I had anticipated or hoped it would be. We could say that. Well, and you, you shared your story in, in such a, a, a vulnerable way. And I, I just appreciate that you have let us see that through our trials or tribulations comes great information. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you turn that, use that information and transform your life. And so what, what would be some of the dreams today? I know you haven't written your third book, but you have <laughs> Manifesting Love, The Manifesting Prosperity, where you share much of your personal story. What would, what would be shared in a third book? What would those dreams be? Well, at one point I thought I would do Manifesting Health from the inside out, but because I struggled so intensely with my health. And I think there's great information in that. But I feel at this point, it's so far in my rearview mirror that I'm just dancing in my light and enjoying life. It, I think at this point, if I was to write another book, it would probably be entitled the same as my radio show, which is Journey to Center. Um, and it really is about how we, if we can live from our center and aligned with source in a really whole healed way, our lives can be so incredible incredibly magical. And that was, you know, looking back on what my inner child or my, my childhood self wanted when she thought she was going to grow up and move to LA and, you know, live this Hollywood dream. What she really wanted was a life of magic. You know, it's, um, you know, in reading the fairy tales, I wanted that, the love and the beauty and the magic and the majesty and the glory. And I thought it needed to look like this. But when I got what I thought I wanted it to look like, it was painful. It was creating my life from that sense of separation. And, and what I found was true magic and majesty and beauty comes from really just um, opening our hearts and aligning with that something greater. I say all the time, the same energy that moves the planets around the sun and turns seeds into flowers and trees can take care of our lives. But we live on a planet of free will and choice and we need to invite that relationship. And it's often not until we're on our knees in a place of confusion and desperation that we extend that invitation. And I'm so grateful my life got so painful and and so uncomfortable and didn't work so that I extended that invitation and could be guided on a very different path and to the life that God really um, had waiting for me and wanted for me. And it's not a big blow it out ego based Look at me. I'm so amazing. It's more like heart-based life where I get to dance from this posture 
and play and say, oh my gosh, look at you. You're so amazing. And look at us. We're so awesome. We're so amazing. Isn't this life so incredible? So it's, um, it's not really an ego-based life that I thought I wanted. It's an ego-based life where I live from the posture of in- inviting God only to live with me and through me and play and celebrate with, with my horses, with my friends, and uh, again, with just all of life. Thank you. That's so beautifully spoken and described. And I, I see your life every day and it is magical and it is joy filled and, and it's such a model for the rest of us to know what's possible, especially hearing the story of, of how it was a different experience for you for a long time. Mm. So thank you for sharing. So I know you to be a remarkably giving person. It's especially wonderful to be your friend when our birthdays come around. (laughs) (laughs) And any woman who is in your life who is, um, who receives the presence of you in their, at at their birthday party, never forgets it. It sets a whole new standard for the rest of us. (laughs) So what would you share about what the gift of giving has allowed you to receive? Uh, Well, I do love to give. I love to make people laugh and feel special and seen and loved. And uh, I love just to make people giggle. So typically when I give a lot of gifts, I like to give things that are heartfelt, but also things that embody um, humor, something that will just bring a giggle or some joy, um, make them feel special and important. My husband said, you like to overwhelm. You like to overwhelm with your gift giving. And it is fun for me to see people start to get to that place. It's like, okay, they're opening their fifth gift and they're starting to like, you know, shake a little bit, like starting to go into overwhelmment. And um, I live for that. (laughs) And then I want to keep on going. Right. And then it's um, the tables have been turned on me because people started doing that for me. And I feel like God has started to do that for me because I think you know, we've talked about this a lot, Lacey. We all have an inner container for how much we can hold for and how good we can stand it to get. And I've always been really pretty comfortable giving, but I wasn't so comfortable receiving. And um, because of that, and we've talked about this in prior shows, I manifested people that could take but not give. So I really started to understand that we have to be able to open our hearts and receive graciously, which is a gift to the giver. And in this case, um, I like to consider God the giver. He wants to bestow incredible blessings on all of us. And it is his joy to give us our heart's desires. But sometimes I think if we get what we think we want, it can create a divide or separation between us and our creator. That was certainly the case for me as I lived my very ego-based life. I got everything I wanted. And you know what? I wasn't grateful. And I wasn't connected. And I wasn't present. I wasn't um, aligned. I forgot the giver, which is God. So as I pulled my energy back and made that relationship a priority and started to receive more graciously, my life is a blessing of infinite proportions. And I'm sometimes overwhelmed by the goodness, gifts, grace, and blessings that show up. But then I know when I start to get that jittery feeling that I love to see people get when I give them a lot of presents, (laughs) it's the time to just relax, 
call ourselves forward, be present, ground ourselves and continue to open our hearts to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That expands the inner container and it, um, really kind of predicts and dictates what shows up next and, and what shows up next may not always be what we expect. And then sometimes it, it really is not at all what we expect, but it's sort of like, I feel like every day can be like Christmas and we don't know what we're going to get. I mean, some of the things we think we want, we get, and some of the things we don't even know we want, we receive that bring us even greater joy than the things we thought we wanted. And I really feel at this point in my life, I live from the posture of like, what's coming? What gifts are showing up? What does God want to gift me with today? And sometimes it's a hummingbird that's like buzzing around my head. I'm like, I just got orbited by a hummingbird. And I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And sometimes it's, it's incredible blessings. Like my husband giving me a gift or me finding a horse or, you know, the gift of my friendships, the gift of this show today with you, Lacey, but just to remain in that posture of thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Invites the opportunity to receive incredible, um, infinite, um, unbridled expressions of, of love and miracles from the divine, from humans, from angels, earth angels, and otherwise. It just, um, I think so much of our lives is about our posture. And I think the most important posture we can exercise, the yoga of life is just open arms, open heart, and saying thank you constantly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, bringing in the gratitude for all of it. And, and and don't you, wouldn't you agree that gratitude has to be an ingredient in the recipe or it just doesn't work? Well, in my personal experiment and experience of life, absolutely. It to me is how um, I've opened to the guidance that God has for us. I believe there's a path that we can walk that God wants to guide us on. And that's my prayer and blessing. Please lead me, guide me on the path you would have me walk for my highest good. Um, the people I love's highest good, the highest good of God through me, the highest good of all concerned. Um, and just hold my hand and guide me and just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every day when I wake up, the first thing I do when I become conscious of being conscious is go immediately into gratitude, gratitude for the blessings in my life, gratitude for the relationships, gratitude for the tough things I've been through, the lessons. And, um, I sit in that place for probably five, five minutes, 10 minutes. And then I set my intentions for the day and invite spirit in to guide me. It's a whole thing I do in the mornings. And it really keeps me, I think, very lined up for a period of time. I forgot. It's easy to forget to do certain things when our life is working really well. And I forgot to do my gratitude for a little while and I ended up in a, a pretty bad accident. And I promised through that experiment or experience that I would never, never leave my bed in the mornings without inviting God in and expressing my gratitude. So um, to answer your question, Lacey, I personally don't know of another way and I don't really want to or need to at this point because I know this really works. Well, and that, that leads me into the audience poll question that <laughs> that I have for you. It doesn't matter that the poll was one person. <laughs> it did come from somebody that knows you and loves you. However, the, that person's question was for you to describe a day in the life of Tammy. What from 
beginning <laughs> to end. And so now we know how you start the day. What else would you share with us about? <clears throat> well, Lacey, as you know, as you know, I don't like mornings that well. <laughs> oh, anybody that knows me well, like my family, my friends, my husband, the people that love me protect me from mornings. And I'm very grateful for that because I like my sleep and I love nights. And so to start my day, usually I've been up until early in the morning the night before. So we'll just start there. <clears throat> I like to watch a little bad television and eat some popcorn maybe and tuck my husband in so I can have my quiet time and I get to be in charge of the remote for a while, which I love. And then I go to bed and I love to sleep at least nine hours, sometimes 10, occasionally 11. Nice. And once in a while, I get a strong 12 hour night and I'm so happy about that. I used to feel very guilty about sleeping. I've gotten over that. Um, my stepfather would always say, you're lazy, you're burning daylight and would make me get up. And it was just hell and torture. And for a lot of years, I didn't give myself permission to rest. And I think that's a big problem for a lot of people in our culture and society. We're such a doing oriented society and such an ambitious society that I think we lose our connection and we go out of balance. And I think, you know, we're in this period of time where we're dealing with this COVID virus. And I think it's um, <clears throat> the overarching theme I see in this is like, stop doing so much. You need to rest. You need to pull your energy back. You need to start being more than doing. So I've given myself permission to uh, be in my beingness <clears throat> far before this thing happened. And so now um, continuing on with my journey, my day, I sleep in, I get up, I have a cappuccino or coffee. I check my emails. I um, connect with my Facebook um, family. Occasionally, I'll do um, my um, counseling sessions around noon or one if I have clients that want to work with me. After that, I um, go see my horses. And I pet, groom. I have two of them that I ride. Actually, three, but two of them that live close to me that are my heart horses. And um, I'll ride one or two of them and then I'll watch a trainer work with them. And then I pet them and groom them some more and give them lots of treats and love and bring them out to the pasture. Then I come home and I spend some quality time with my lovely husband. <clears throat> we'll either make dinner or he will or I will. We kind of trade that off. And then we spend some quality time talking and connecting. And if it's a weekend, we'll share a glass of wine or a cocktail. And I, I always like to do our Friday night download date night where we just face each other and either we go out to dinner or we sit home and do this and we ask each other open-ended questions and we listen and we talk and we share and we think and we celebrate and we prize. And then, um, yeah, sometimes we sit in the jacuzzi. Sometimes we watch some TV. Sometimes we play Scrabble. To me, it's about, um, again, I think the overarching theme of what I feel like brings my life the greatest Joy is the deep friendships, the deep relationships, the deep connections, be it with you, be it with my clients, be it with my horses, be it with my husband, be it with my Facebook family, be it with my friends, my listeners. It's um, living from the heart and celebrating the love and the connection with the other beings that uh, God has so generously blessed me with in my life. Wow. Well, now that's a way to spend a day. <laughs> and sometimes I create, you know, I'm an artist. Um, so. Yeah, to play, create my studio, make cowboy hats or work on mandalas and paintings. Uh, you know, that's that's another um, occasional day here and there that that is that brings me great joy and feeds my soul. I say creativity is my lifeline to the creator. 
So lots of ways to feed that connection and celebration um, of the divine with me and through me. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because what I've learned in, in watching you be creative is it's an infinite stream that there yes. is there is no end to what's going to inspire you and you move from uh, modality to modality effortlessly. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to watch. Yeah, it really is fun. And I think I was afraid to embark on any kind of creativity because I was so overwhelmed because there were so many possibilities. And I would think to myself, I don't know my style. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? You just do one thing and, you know, just try something small. You know, I made jewelry for a little while. I colored in coloring books and that made the creative process a little bit less frightening. And that continues to expand and, and it's gone a lot of different directions. My husband said, you're like a hummingbird, you know, do just one thing for very long. And um, he's right. He's more of a routine guy. And there is no right or wrong. It's just a matter of finding our own rhythm, pace, shape, joy, and uh, allowing your joy to constantly inform you. And I find once I get bored with something, it's time to try something else and something else. And you're right, Lacey, there is an infinite stream. There's no um, limit to what we can do and express and create. There's no limit to how good things can get and how much love there is available to us. The only limitations are the ones we put on ourselves. Wow, thank you for that, Tammy. I mean, just really thank you for saying yes to this today. This was my own personal suggestion and experiment and you leaned right in. And I think the, the way that you impact and support us uh, contributes to all of our lives and raises the vibration of this human experience. So thank you for indulging me in my dream to share this moment with you. Oh, and it's so much fun. And I really, I think um, it really is about just enjoying our journey and continuing to say yes and stretching out of our comfort zone. I liked how yesterday um, when we spoke of this, I said, why don't you do the intro and outro? And you said, I think my undies just bunched up. <laughs> And knickers just shriveled. Your knickers just shriveled. And sometimes, you know, it's like we want more in our life. We have to be willing to stretch out of our comfort zone. And I know when I was um, asked to do this show many years ago uh, by Brent Carey, uh, my knickers, knickers shriveled too. But I stepped into it and now it's, it's a joy. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's a privilege. And uh, there's no fear. But sometimes we have to exercise a muscle and we have to stretch to get beyond our fear and start to just really trust ourselves and trust the process of life and just keep saying yes and taking those small steps, relax, enjoy the journey, slow and steady wins the race. Just keep, um, keep on keeping the mind and heart and arms and lives open to receiving and living from that posture of, of love. Amen to that. Well, I know that you'll be back in the driver's seat going forward. So thank you again. I also want to thank my husband who's been doing a radio, daily radio talk show for over 35 years. And he helped me prep, prep for this. And I have <laughs> respect for you, honey. So Tammy, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, listeners, for being here and being a part of this special day. Be well. I love you.